Welcome to the Imagine Momcast. More answers, more Jesus, more fun. Hi, so I am so glad, Melissa, that you're with us today. This is Melissa Salmeron, and she is a certified life coach, and she has developed a method called the CARE Method, which I'm so excited for you to hear about, and me too, because I know it's going to help me as well. And um, we're going to hear a little bit more about her story and why this came about. Lane, thank you for having me. I, I so appreciate the opportunity to come in and share with, with your moms. Perfect. I'm sorry. We are on Skype and I lost her video. So I just wanted to make sure she was still there. Um, there you are. There you're back. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your kids and kind of like your journey. So start us off. Yeah. Uh, well, I am a mom of three, uh, 11, seven, and almost two at the end of July. And um, really, I guess my journey started well before I was a mother, but really sort of got a kick in the pants about five or so years ago um, when my daughter was around two years old. I'd always really been into personal development. Mm. Um, and understanding how important it was for us as moms and as parents that we're modeling for our kids. And I realized before I had kids that there were really some things, some tools that I didn't pick up along my childhood journey that I really wanted to hone in on. And, you know, fast forward to becoming a mother a few years in, and I just remember waking up one day and looking around at this seemingly perfect life that I had built. I had the husband, I had the two kids, I had the dog, mm -hmm. the whole, you know, the white picket fence. Um, right, yeah. The whole dream um, that I think most of us have. And I just remember feeling really unfulfilled. Mm. And, you know, I couldn't figure out why. Um, but I realized that somewhere along the way, I just completely lost myself um, through the process of motherhood. And, um, you know, honestly, I felt guilty that why am I not happy? I've got this perfect life. And what, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Actually, right, yeah. Why can't <laughs> um, I be content? Why can't I be thankful? Yes. Yes. But it just felt like something, something was missing. And. At that point, I decided that I needed some, some professional help, and so I sought therapy. And one of the first things that my therapist asked me was about boundaries. How, how, mm -hmm. how are my boundaries? And I remember not really knowing what boundaries were and how important they were. And um, so that really just started a deeper journey for me to to pick up some of these things that frankly, I think a lot of us, um, are not, are not really great at. Most of us are not really great at boundaries. Most of us are not really great at, um, taking time for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Do you think, I mean, I definitely feel like it, it depends on the, the person, of course, but I, I feel like moms tend to be more that way because they're just so 
more generally nurturing? Yeah, I think we just throw ourselves into motherhood initially. I mean, because it's it's pretty all-consuming in the beginning, especially for new moms. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I, so I think this is pretty common where it just, we just give up all of our needs for yeah. these little people in our lives because, I mean, it's such an amazing, incredible experience. And then it takes us some time to step back and realize that, yes, they are incredibly important and we are we are there to cater to their needs but we still have our own needs as well and if we're not taking care of those really not able to take care of everyone else in our house Um, well and sometimes i think it's just it it's it's just so overwhelming you know when you especially when you have little ones because you just really it's almost like you really don't even get a minute to think about yourself so it's not even like you're consciously thinking I'm just gonna you know spend every waking moment with my you know kids it's just like you have to you know so mm-hmm. in order to like really even not spend every waking moment with them which which you probably love most of it, it's, or, you know, sometimes yeah. you don't, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously you, you deeply feel, you feel it's very purposeful and very fulfilling generally, but there's definitely like you get to the point where you get burnt out and, and you yeah. cannot recognize that until it hits you. That's exactly, that's exactly how I think I was feeling. And I'll never forget my therapist telling me, you know how when you get home from work, you know, you, you just you just take 15 minutes, 20 minutes to yourself. And I remember thinking, are you crazy? That is, <laughs> that is never going to happen. How, yeah. how do people do that? I don't even right. I don't even, I can't even comprehend that. Uh, and um, it's funny because actually I, my husband was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And good for him, like that he he did that. Right. But for me as a mom, I just felt like there's there's no way possible. You know, we've got we've got dinner to make, we've got mm-hmm. homework to do, we've got after school activities, we've you know this, that, and the other thing. And and really, I think I didn't get that lesson, that self care lesson, really until a couple of years later. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. when. I was faced with then three kids and uh, all that comes with a newborn. And I just remember thinking, I can do this. I can do it all. I can be, um, you know, driving to the kids' activities while I'm, you know, pumping in the car and on the phone with a client. Oh, and yeah. I, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, and I, I felt like, gosh, I'm like superwoman. But really the reality was, is like, I just was, um, I was just breaking down. Yeah. Just completely breaking down um, and facing facing some pretty bad anxiety at the time where it's almost like I had to hit rock bottom before I realized I had to slow down. Mm, Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just think that is such a common theme. I mean, I, I know I've been there, you know, there was times when, you know, my husband would come home and I would just be 
like I would have been fine, 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 fine for maybe even months, you know. And then he would come home and I would just be a total basket cake wreck. Get me out of this house. I don't ever want to see you or the kids ever again. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I would just be hysterically crying and he'd be like, what in the heck just happened? You know, and I just leave and go sit in the car and cry and call a friend and, you know, just like go see a movie or something. Cause I just, you know, just didn't realize like, I just, I, I, I should have been having those breaks all along. Right. Not having them. It would just, it just, you know, at some point you just, I, I feel like, especially with younger kids and I suppose it could be true with older kids too, because it depends really on your situation and whether you're working and all these different things, but you just feel like you're on all the time. You know, like you, yeah, you yeah. It, it doesn't really matter whether you are, you know, being needed at that moment, but you're always responsible. And like could be needed. You could be, needed. be like on high alert, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Even at night when you have little ones, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, you just have to have some kind of time where you're not responsible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I do think you're right. It's like, you're either going to be forced to take that break or, you know, you're with the, when your example of like the blow ups or you can make the choice to invest as little as just, I mean, even just five minutes a day, if you're not giving time to yourself and you can carve out five minutes a day uh, to begin with, it would make such a huge difference in your life. So that's basically I I went at stream and I you know I went into a, a thirty minutes to myself every day um, just because I was at such a breaking point mm-hmm. and it was kind of like and and self care you know for everyone it can look different but when I talk about self care and I know you and I talked about this Elaine it's not um, it can be but I'm not talking about like the pedicures and the massages yeah this was just like um, taking walks, um, spending time, like do a five minute devotional every morning. Um, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I do when I wake up. Um, I like to, I know we talked about this. I like meditation just as a way to like calm my mind down, just mm-hmm. slow mm-hmm. myself down. Um, so I experimented with a lot of different things, just taking deep breaths throughout the day, just stopping and mm-hmm taking a few deep breaths. Uh, it doesn't have to be this big planned out ordeal. Oh, yeah. It can be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's always great, too. Like, going to the movie. Oh, my gosh, that sounds, like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew you'd ever want to go to a movie by yourself, right? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So, yeah, that's what, that's what I think self-care is. And is just giving ourselves what we need and just paying attention to our needs mm-hmm. so that we can just take care of everyone else in our lives as, as, as well. So, so can you give us some examples of some of the things you tried when you were trying to kind of figure out how to, you know, not be in the overwhelm all the time? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, and I, I'll just say I continue to tweak 
But I think for me, um, learning how to put space in my day, I used to jump from one one appointment to the next appointment and um, really just stack up as much as I could. I really loved being efficient. And so taking the time to put in a little buffer time for myself so I'm not racing across town. It's just like a rush all the time. Um, so putting in buffers it's, That's cool. is definitely, because I think so many of us are like that. We're trying to cram as much as possible into the day as we can. Mm-hmm. And realizing that actually, you know, by cramming my day full, I wasn't really 100% present um, in that moment. And like that it mm-hmm. was okay for me to, to factor in time for a potty break or making sure I got lunch or, you know, those types of things. Those little simple things that most of us need to take care of. Um, But morning routines uh, were really a game changer for me as well. And so in the morning for me right now, for instance, um, it's a meditation in the morning. It's my devotional. It's um, a walk if I can get it in. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it was, you know, 15 minutes total to, to do a couple of things just to figure that in. But just so I started my day out really just on the most calm note possible before mm-hmm. I got sort of flung into the, the madness of the kids and the rushing everywhere and the, right. the, the, the hectic schedule and all of that. And um, I think it makes you feel a little more in control, don't you think? Totally made me feel so much more in control than in the past where I would you know, hit snooze five times, mm-hmm. roll out of bed, rush the kids, we're frequently yelling involved <laughs> to get out the door. <laughs> okay. and, yeah, and I just remember, I even remember, you know, like prepping lunches in the morning, just feeling like there was a, a countdown timer you know, in, in the background somewhere, just like the time was just ticking away yeah. and starting your days like that in such like disarray. I mean, you're just kind of setting yourself up for like, um, just madness. I think yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's how my life was, um, at that time. It was just complete madness running from one thing to the next. And then at the end of the day, just, after the kids are in bed, spending 30 minutes on Netflix, zoning out, and then just being exhausted and starting it all over again. Right. Yeah. So, so did, so did you change anything to the end of your day? Yeah. I, I added in some sort of wind down activities and that's still, I mean, it's always a work in progress. I feel. Definitely. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with winding down with Netflix but you know I stopped doing that for a while just because um I've really and this is I'm not perfect at it yet but I'm really working on getting off of screens an hour Mm -hmm. before bed so trying to reduce that screen time in the evening and reading a book instead or Mm -hmm. listening to a podcast or um so I don't have the same routine Really all the time, yeah. Probably all the time. 
Like I said, I'm constantly tweaking. I love to journal. Okay. I still have to push myself to journal. Yeah. I think it's one of those things. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you're like, ah, I don't want to do it. And then you do it. And you're like, wow, that was really great. Yeah, so much, um, so much awareness comes out of journaling. So um, I'll do that on occasion. I, I do. I do my exercise at night. I know a lot of people do those in the morning, but I made a commitment a little over a year ago to just, instead of trying to work in an hour for exercise three days a week or 45 minutes or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. I just commit myself to doing 15 to 20 minutes every night. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a standing, a standing thing. That is going to happen. It's so built into my routine and my habit by now. Oh, good. That I just, you know, it's like, okay. Um, Put the kids to bed. Do your workout. Then you can do whatever free time you want. And so. um, That's your reward. Kind of. That's my reward. Yeah. My reward. Exactly. So I have a question. Like when, when, you know. I guess one of the things that's hard is like when moms are like not getting enough sleep, like, you know, cause I know that there, there's seasons and sometimes oh, yeah. you have a seat. Well, you know all about it. Cause you still have a only barely two year old. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what would you tell a mom, you know, in that situation? Cause I know like sometimes getting up and all that is really kind of hard. Yeah. I think when, when you're, not getting enough sleep. It's definitely, I've always been pretty militant about my sleep. That is one thing I've always guarded as much as I could. Mm. And just because I've seen the fallout of, of not getting it, but especially when you got little ones who are maybe keeping you up at night. First of all, I think the best thing I ever did was realize, you know, my husband and I are on different sort of circadian rhythms. And so he, Mm can wake up in the middle of the night and go back to sleep so easily. Whereas mm. I, I get up and then I'm like, it takes me forever to go back to sleep. So, um, I, I enlisted his help there. Um, so he does a lot of night duty. Um, but still nice. we're moms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we're gonna, we're gonna miss out on some sleep. So I think really that's also where self-care comes into play. Like thinking, Okay, I've had a rough night. I only got a few hours of sleep. How am I going to make it through the day? Mm-hmm. But asking yourself what you can do to best support yourself. So I really um, take a look at, you make sure it's the simple things. It's like drinking water. It's getting away and taking a walk if I can sort of re-energizes me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't have coffee. Um, so I like tea, so I drink a lot of tea. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and really looking at really looking at our diets. I mean, it's amazing if you think about it. Uh, it's so easy to eat something that's fast and quick, and maybe not the healthiest option. Mm-hmm. Thinking about how you're going to feel after you have that meal, mm-hmm. and so I really started evaluating. My food choices, I mean, everything and, and seeing how it would affect my energy levels. Um, so I know now that, you know, I'm, 
if I'm going to eat that salad, right, like it's going to help me so much more than giving into that, mm. um, that quick, easy option, whatever it is. So like instead of thinking, because I think in my mind, the quick, easy option is like my reward for or my, you know, concession for the fact that I stay, mm-hmm. I had to stay up. Yeah. And, you know, I can't do all this. You know, this is overwhelming. And then you're saying like maybe thinking about it like, this, if if I eat this salad, I, this is going to be my reward because I'm going to feel better and I'm going to feel energized and I'm going to, you know, feel good about not only myself, but just about my body will feel better. Absolutely. I think one of the greatest questions after I had the third baby and I was sort of trying to get back on track, um, with nutrition, because I, the, the hormones t- took over for all three of my pregnancies. I don't know about you, but I craved <laughs> things that were not normal. <laughs> not normal. Yeah. Like uh, pop tarts or, you know, um, cereal, things like that. Um, so I have a good friend who, who is a functional nutritionist and she, I remember her telling me one day, so I just want to, you know, I want to make better choices. I was still nursing during, um, I was still nursing the baby so there wasn't any sort of like diet or anything that I could do. And the question that she asked me that I think um, really helped me see things in such a different way is when I um, was making a decision about what I was going to eat, um, asking myself how it was going to make me feel. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. It was a total game changer for me because like you said, yeah, I used to be like, okay, well, I'm going to eat the mac and leftover mac and cheese because I'm tired. I don't feel like making anything for myself. Like, and yeah, it's my reward. Shouldn't I have something that I want because I didn't get the sleep that I needed or, you know? Um, So absolutely. um, I think that just changed that whole outlook on, okay, yeah, you can make that decision. And I mean, I still do eat scoops of the kids mac and cheese from time to time (laughs) so good Uh, (laughs) who doesn't (laughs) yeah but but generally speaking like making that decision of how I want to feel later that's been so huge for me that's cool so tell us um but uh, like so you your method is called the care method so can you kind of just spell that out for us um it's an acronym So what, what each letter stands for, because it would help, probably help us to remember it, you know, in our day-to-day lives. Maybe that'll help us as we go forward. Yeah. So I developed the CARE method. It really was um, based on what my personal journey was from like that complete state of overwhelm to a more calm and peaceful life. And it starts with C, which stands for consciously connected and really realizing that I wasn't connecting with my kids or my spouse or myself. I wasn't able to do that because I wasn't, I wasn't able to slow down. And so, you know, we talked about a few different things that I've done, um, but it's different for everyone, right? Because, um, you got to find what helps you just to to slow down and tap into tap into yourself really 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when I work with moms, we talk about different modalities that will help them get to that more grounded state. Mm-hmm. And the A is for awareness. And really, this deals with most of us moms talk about how there's no time. And I was that way in my past life um, as well. But it's really not a time constraint that's missing in our lives. It's discovering how to prioritize our time. Mm -hmm. And so part of that is understanding what really matters to us and not what matters to everyone else. And learning how to communicate your needs so that you can let go of that overwhelm. And when you do that, you, you do that without any guilt because you realize it's for everyone's highest good. And yeah, so the R is for re-energize and this is where habits and boundaries um, come into play. And because when you have good habits that support you on a daily basis, sort of like that exercise routine that I have, it's just, I don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just on autopilot. And Along with that, letting go of those habits that you have that maybe aren't serving you, recognizing what those are, Mm. and learning how to let those go. And boundaries, I talked about boundaries I'm so passionate about because I think because I never had any in the past. (laughs) Just because I see how freeing they are when, you know, we, we learn what our limits are. And we learn how to communicate those limits with the people in our lives. It's it's just giving yourself permission to let everybody have their own. You don't have to control everything. I think a lot of us are in control and we don't realize it. Thinking that we have to manage everything all the time. Everybody's yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether it's at home, whether it's work. Uh, the kids. Whether the kids, the in-laws, mm-hmm. you know, all of it. So, um, yeah, boundaries. It's, 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 if you learn that one thing, if that's the, the one thing you take away from that, it's looking at your boundaries um, mm-hmm. completely changes your life. And then the E is for empowered from within. And we could talk about this as a whole entire episode, I think, but. Um, that's cool. I really, responsibility, we talk about responsibility and choice here, and responsibility not in, because as mothers, I'm sure we all think, I'm responsible, I've got that down, right? I'm pretty much responsible Mm -hmm. for everything, Um, but when we are responsible, when we realize that we're responsible for our life, and what's happening in our lives, and the things that we love about our lives and then the things that we don't love so much about our lives mm-hmm. and realizing that we have a choice. We have a choice in that. Like we are creating our lives. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we don't realize that we're creating our lives by the choices that we're making. Yeah. I just actually printed this out, this verse, um, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control, you know, to kind of remind me, like, I'm not, 
you know, a victim. Like I'm not that I have a, like a victim mentality all the time, but I just think you don't, I don't realize personally, like that I can, like you said, I have control. I can change the way my life is going if I want to. Exactly. And, and I talk about this, um, when I talk about relationships and, when I took responsibility for how I was showing up in my marriage, it completely, it completely changed my marriage. Mm-hmm. I used to be such a reactive person and um, it wasn't who I was, but for whatever reason, you know, I was just incredibly reactive with my husband. And when I learned this whole concept of responsibility of how, you know, I was always looking at him and what he was doing. Oh, yeah. And instead of looking at myself mm-hmm. and how that I, how, how I responded or reacted in some cases, that was completely on me. That had mm-hmm. nothing to do with him. Yeah. So, yeah. Responsibility is huge. So, so to go back real quick uh, for each one. So with the conscious, uh, consciously connected, can you just, I know there's a lot of different, you know, things ways I guess you could you could flesh this out kind of depending Mm -hmm. on a mom and her particular circumstances but could you give us like an example or a couple examples of maybe what you've done or what some moms you've worked with have done and as far as that part of it but yeah yes yes so I think it's it's understanding how much time you're willing to devote to, to really connecting with yourself, right? Um, so if it's five minutes a day, and so I have one client that she likes the whole idea of journaling too. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. And so mm, she's, yeah. committed, she's committed to doing that uh, because she sees the value in that. She's committed to doing that one time a week. Okay, and yeah. And then she just started with uh, meditating for five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of, uh, it's sort of like a trial and error, um, if you will, of you know, talking through what the different what the different things you could try would be, right? And then really exploring like what your interest level is and even starting with that. So yeah. you you know, someone who, um, breathing, for instance, some people don't really understand the power of just slowing down and taking deep Mm -hmm. breaths. So they're completely Mm -hmm. uninterested in that. So, you know, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna start with something you don't even feel like you're, you're, you're going to love doing. You really want to start with something that resonates with you. Okay. um, And that you feel like you can commit to. So maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's exercising, mm-hmm. really taking into account um, what what would be in line, sort of with your values. So, mm-hmm. if well-being is one of your values, you might pick, you know, exercising or meditating, for instance. So, you were telling me uh, when we talked last time. Um, when you meditate, so you, since you're a believer, you kind of meditate more towards the Lord. Is that how you do it? Yeah, I have, um, I have tried many different meditations, but I do love, 
um, there's an app, not an app that I use. There's a meditation I use that it's called Encounter, and it's on Spotify. And it's it's generally around 20, 15 to 20 minutes long. So it's a little bit longer, but there's a Bible verse that they put out every single day, and they will walk you through a guided meditation that's focusing on just different aspects of that verse. Oh, that's and I cool. love that. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, I haven't done that one in some time when we were talking. I remembered how much I loved it. So mm -hmm. I'll probably go back to it. Yeah. Uh, but but I do it myself, um, to be honest with you. I My church puts out a daily devotional. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always a Bible verse. And then, of course, the devotional. So I will do that myself sometimes. Okay. So that's like another way. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just spend five minutes just sort of picking out the keywords that really resonate with me mm -hmm. and just kind of focusing in on it. That's awesome. It's really powerful. Yeah. I, I definitely, I think that's just so, so essential. And so how about awareness? What would be like something that, you know, would be an example, I guess. You said it was about prioritizing your time. So do like people make lists or like, you know, what's a practical like application? You know, I would say that when you are really clear on what your values are, if you've never gone through a values exercise, of, there's a lot of free exercises where you can, if you Google values, you can find a list. But really kind of thinking about your values, what, what are they? So um, for instance, family is a really high value to me. And so when you refer back to when you're looking at your time, when someone's asked you to do something, for instance, it's always is easy example of like the PTA. I feel like the PTA is always asking, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> asking us to make cookies or volunteer time or whatever it is. And, um, you know, the truth is I love doing all of that. Yeah. And I used to say yes all of the time to those things. Mm -hmm. But then when I reflect back on, you know, what are my values? It's like you, you're going to give up something. There's always a trade-off, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when you're saying yes to baking the brownies, you are maybe saying no to spending some quality time with the kid, you know, with one of your kids. Right. And. So, like, it's almost like you have to really think about it because, like, you think, PTA, I'm helping the kids, you know, but then maybe you're not really. Exactly. So, I think that's why um, when you know, when you're really clear with what your values are, then it makes it a whole lot easier to prioritize based upon what what those are. And that doesn't mean you never say yes to doing the yeah. recognizing there's times, you know, seasons where you, you know, you might have to put aside things that you really value in order to, you know, accomplish something else or help someone else or whatever, you know, and that's that happens. So true. But hopefully it's not forever, you know. That's very true. And I have to remind myself of that all the time. It's like, um, for, because I've got such a wide gap in my kids, you know, I, um, from seven to two, it's like, I have to remind myself, I still have a two-year-old and, you know, he still, he still takes up a lot of my time and that's just the way it is. And, and, yeah. and reminding myself to enjoy that instead of being, um, 
maybe resentful that I can't do some extra things that I want to do and volunteer on the way that I want to volunteer um, and different things. You know, church church is definitely one. You know, like I want to volunteer for all the things. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's like, like I, just, yeah, it's just this season. You just it's like you just can't because there's just there isn't enough time in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so uh, being re-energized, and you talked to specifically about boundaries. Although I guess there's other things probably that go into that one. Yeah, I think boundaries. Um, when you're thinking about that, just a practical place to get started. It would be how many of us have sat down and looked at different areas of our lives, and this ties really into. Uh, what we were just talking about, like, what, what am I capable of doing or what are my limits around doing certain things? So if you're looking at your, your family, for instance, that's one category, your work life, that's another category. Um, you know, what is basically like in your lane versus what's in someone else's lane? Mm. Because thinking about this for work is really always easier for me to to talk through because I used to be I'm a recovering people pleaser so (laughs) I can relate (laughs) (laughs) yeah so people at work used to ask me to do things all the time and I would be like okay I'll do it but then I would honestly I would secretly be very resentful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the fact that you know I had too much on my plate and I was taking care of everybody else's stuff Mm-hmm. Um, that really wasn't in my lane. Right. And it wasn't easy, but, you know, realizing that if I was going to have better relationships with my coworkers, that I really needed to draw that line. So realizing that it was okay for me to say no, like, and, you know, what was okay with me and what wasn't okay with me with work. Yeah. Flexibility is important. I mean, right, I want to yeah. be so rigid. And there's different types of boundaries, right? There's flexible, there's rigid boundaries. And then, so, um, but once I started saying, you know, in a nice way, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I can't handle that for you. I felt such a weight lifted off my shoulders. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because I was no longer resentful. I had more time to dedicate towards what I needed to get done at work. And I was also, we often don't think about this. Is this empowering other people? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I agree. Like I, I think, cause I, I fall into that category a lot too. And, and once you start doing it, not that I'm good at it all the time, but you realize like they respect you, you know, they respect that, you know, they need to do that. You know, it's, it's their responsibility. Right. And you're giving them the opportunity to maybe learn something or just step up on in some area. Yeah. And that really will enhance their life as well. Definitely. And then the last one was um, empowered from within. So what would be some practical examples of that? Yeah, I would just say um, maybe start recognizing in your relationships where you are reacting versus responding. And this mm. could be showing up a lot for a lot of us. It shows up with our kids, right? That is really interesting. Um, 
just start paying attention to. So, so tell us what's the difference between reacting and responding. Yeah, that's a really good question. So reacting would be, you know, walking into a kid's bedroom that we just spent two hours cleaning and <laughs> there's a disaster, you know, out, out there. Um, and instead of going to my default used to be like, you know, automatic yell mode, like, right. what are you, what are you doing? We just cleaned us up. You know, that was a reaction versus, um, really thinking about and saying like, maybe even telling the kids like how I feel. Well, mommy just spent all this time with you cleaning your room. And I feel like you really don't appreciate it when you mess it up again. So let's, let's clean it up or how can we work together to clean it up or, you know, whatever that is that looks like for you, but it's not, it's coming from a place of like, um, it sounds like it's almost more like a place of like, uh, like empowerment in a way. Yes. Yes, for sure. Like, okay, we can make a plan to hopefully prevent this in the future. I mean, I know you can't always do that with kids, but at least you can make a plan. Yeah. But you're going to have a much better response. You may not. I mean, you know, kids were training them. Um, you're going to have a much better response from the kids when you come at it from that angle. And really not just with kids. Like I said, with my husband as well. When I started just having conversations with him about things versus having that automatic triggered reaction. Oh, yeah, definitely. It completely, it, it completely changed the dynamics of our relationship. Hmm, that's so, so cool. Kind of like, okay, how can we, all right, this didn't work out. How can we go forward and and figure this out together versus, well, you never blah, blah, blah. And you always Uh blah, blah, blah. I think think the biggest thing is. That exact conversation with my husband yesterday. (laughs) You never, you always won. (laughs) Always, always working on that. I think I statements are so powerful. You know, when you come from a place of I. Um, it's hard to argue with that too. You know, like, I feel this like, way or I don't yeah. want or. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I would love to talk to you more about it, but I know you have uh, more things that you prioritized <laughs> for today. So um, uh, thank you so much for sharing with us. And how would people uh, contact you if they want um, to engage with you about the care method or your services as a, a licensed um, life coach or any of that. Yeah, thank you, Elaine. I'd love to share um, my Facebook group with the moms. Ooh, if, they great. if they want to connect with me there, that's really where I've shared the most. Um, it's a community that I feel is a safe space for moms to come in and be real um, because I feel like motherhood can be very isolating at times and it's my, it's my goal to create a, like a safe, open space for moms. So, um, it's called from the overwhelmed to the connected mom on Facebook. If you search it, but if you'd like Elaine, I'll send you a link as well. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. So from the overwhelmed to the connected mom. Yes. On Facebook. Excellent. That sounds really cool. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to join it. Oh, yay. Great. I'm looking forward to having you. So thank you so much. And um, hopefully maybe we'll get to connect again. Yes. Thank you, Elaine, for having me. I appreciate it. This is so fun.
Thanks so much for joining me today to talk to Melissa. I hope you all really enjoyed that. I know I got a lot out of it. And I hope that it helps you to think through some ways in your life that you feel that you could get more re-energized, um, feel more confident, more empowered. And just, I know sometimes as moms, you just feel so scattered and pulled in every direction. But hopefully that will help you take some time to do some self-care and um, get into a place where you feel like you can, you know, help others because you've taken some time to help yourself. So um, please don't forget, we have a free Facebook group called Imagine Mom. So if you look that up, you can join the group on Facebook. Also, you can pop in on Instagram and follow at Imagine Mom. So share this episode with a friend, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you.